It's clear Paul didn't agree with the Jewish ruling for Gentiles. That's why Paul followed Yeshua and sacrificed for Gentiles at the temple. That's why they were mad at him. Welcome to exegetical fallacies, things people say on social media that aren't quite right because they're talking about God, they're talking about the Bible, but they don't know the Word of God as well as they think they do, or they don't know the whole Word of God. Jesus was talking with the Sadducees and they came up with a problem for him and he said to them at the end of it, he said, you know, you have made an error because you don't know the Word of God. So that's what we want to do. We want to expound on the Word of God for you. Get rid of these fallacies. It's clear Paul didn't agree with the Jewish ruling for Gentiles. That's why Paul followed Yeshua and sacrificed for Gentiles at the temple. That's why they were mad at him. This came up on a thread about Gentiles eating kosher. The actual question was, if you all on this page keep the Sabbath, what about the food laws? And of course, the thread devolved into name calling for those Gentiles that don't keep Sabbath or eat kosher. And the main antagonist suggesting that people who don't agree with him need to, quote, go back to Bible school, you should know this by now at your age. That was kind of directed at me. We're going to look at what Paul was doing and why, also the apostles' stipulations for Gentiles, and then we'll look a little deeper into what this vow was. Firstly, let's read the whole passage from Acts 21. It's from verse 17. And when we were come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. And the day following, Paul went in with us unto James, and all the elders were present. And when he had saluted them, he declared particularly the things God had wrought among the Gentiles by his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified the Lord and said unto him, Thou seest, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are which believe, and they are all zealous of the law. And they are informed of thee that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, neither to walk after the customs. What is it therefore? The multitude must needs come together, for they will hear that thou art come. Do therefore this that we say to thee. We have four men which have a vow on them. Take them and purify thyself with them and be at charges with them that they may shave their heads and all may know that those things whereof they were informed concerning thee are nothing, but that thou thyself also walkest orderly and keepest the law. As touching the Gentiles which believe, we have written and concluded that they observe no such thing save only that they keep themselves from things offered to idols and from blood and from strangled and from fornication. And then Paul took the men and the next day purifying himself with them entered into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the days of purification until that an offering should be offered for every one of them. The first thing to note is that the vow which Paul took was assigned to the many thousands of Jews which believe and are all zealous of the law. That he was not teaching Jews to forsake the law of Moses. That's verse 21. Verse 25 is completely in parenthesis to this. And the word de at the start of the verse, variously translated as but or as for or as far as, shows that it's a separate subject whereby James is contrasting the rules for Gentiles, which were agreed at the first council of Jerusalem 11 years earlier, reiterating that these were still in place. Actually, Paul was at that meeting 11 years earlier. So just the three dietary stipulations there, none of which cover the whole kosher eating. 
The word crino in verse 25 can be translated as concluded or settled in a judicious sense. So it would seem to the reader that the Acts, uh, the council in Jerusalem, only those three rules plus abstaining from fornication were placed on Gentile believers. Only those. The term for a Nazarite vow, though not prescribed by the law, was usually 30 days, but Jewish practice had rendered it possible for one who couldn't undertake a vow for that length of time to join with another in the last days of his Nazaritic period on condition of bearing all the temple charges for offerings for himself and for the others. That's what Paul was doing. It was nothing to do with the Gentiles. 